Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Dream Job Ready. My name is Dane Sharp, I'm your host, and I'm joined on this episode by career strategist and media contributor, Elizabeth Carassa. This is episode two of three that I've recorded with Elizabeth, so please check out episode 19 if you haven't already, and subscribe to this podcast to be notified when I release part three. In the previous episode, we spoke about how to go out and get what you want in your career, and Elizabeth shared some great advice about setting up your goals, identifying your purpose, setting a dream job strategy. In this episode, we look at the how. Elizabeth talks through how you go out and get that job, discussing it from both a job searcher and a job seeker's side, and also from the point of view of someone who is in a job, but has identified that they want a career change. Please note that the opinions of guests are their own and not those of the companies they have worked for. G'day, Elizabeth. Thank you for joining me again on our second episode of the Dream Job Ready podcast. Uh, we've got some stu- great stuff to discuss in this episode. Um, our previous episode, we looked at um, you know, how to get what you want, how to really do- drill down on the goals and what drives you and what you love about working, and then obviously you know, setting a, a strategy to go and, uh, go and get that done. In this episode, I want to you know, give some advice for the listener that's either seeking a new job because they've been hit by hard times this year, maybe lost their job, been made redundant, um, or that listener that's maybe looking to change their industry. You know, I'd love some advice on this. So first of all, um, let's talk about what to do and what not to do if you're looking for that next opportunity. Okay. So definitely what to do. You don't want to ignore that nagging feeling because some of us think we get the nagging feeling and we push it down because we think, oh, well, this, this job pays well, or, you know, I've got all this prestige, you know, it doesn't mean just because you get that inkling that you want to change jobs doesn't mean you're, you're, you're jumping off, you know, the deep end right away, but you want to start being strategic. Think about your strategy. Okay. And you can take as long as you like, or you can do it quickly as long as you have a strategy. Okay. So you want to start thinking about what do I love about what I'm doing right now? Make that list. What do I know I don't like doing and what do I wish I was doing. A lot of people are actually happy with their jobs. Maybe they're just looking for a a new role. Maybe they want to move within their own company. So if you like what you're doing or you love the company you're working for, think about who can I reach out to within my own company or my own firm. Um, For some of us, that's not the case and you want to completely change industries. 
So when that happens, you want to, again, make that list and speak to people who are doing that actual job so you're not making a mistake. Let's talk about the reaching out to the network because that, that can be daunting for some people. They may not want to you know, ruffle someone's feathers. They may not want to talk to their manager about it because it may look like, hey, I'm, I'm bailing on, on this role or this company. Um, what, what tactics do you have there? Is it, is it a HR person? Is it someone that you, you know, have a chat with around the water cooler? Where, what do you suggest? Well, just because you're thinking about moving jobs doesn't mean you have to um, entrust that information with your manager right away, right? That's you, right. again, want to be strategic and you want to think about, do I have any mentors, right? Um, even, you might not even talk to your mentor every day. I know that, you know, I had a mentor that I met um, through Reuters many years ago, Reuters Television, which is where I worked as, as a TV anchor. Uh, her name is Tony Reinhold. And we don't speak every day, but we have a great connection. And I leaned on her a lot at the beginning of my career. Um, and just because we don't talk every day doesn't mean I couldn't get in touch with her or vice versa. So think about the people like your mentors, or if you don't feel like you have one per se, a mentor, um, the people that you've helped in the past, right? Perhaps it's time to call in a favor. So don't feel like you can't ask for help because this journey is going to be much easier and it's going to be easier to get what you want if you ask for help. And, and what, what's your advice on um, other tactics? Uh, I, I've found in my career, um, you know, when I've, when I've started to go, oh, I wonder what else is out there. This, you know, I need another challenge or a new opportunity. Um, I must admit, I, I haven't looked at job boards necessarily for a job, but what I've found refreshing is some of those job ads actually have some insights to roles or responsibilities within roles that I've read that have gone, hey, that excites me. Maybe I can put this in my current role or if I can't I'm going to I'm going to steal that sentence or that one liner about a responsibility and keep it for a next opportunity what, what's your thoughts on that exactly I love what you've just said because it's it's bringing inspiration sometimes people say to me you know I'm really not sure so we we go and we, we strategize and we brainstorm but also going to um, a job posting site will give you that inspiration while you're reading through them. Oh, that excites me. Or actually, I could really leverage this skill set I have um, to try to get this job. I mean, the you know, statistics show that those, those postings, not to discourage people, it is you know, a very slim, around 5% chance that you're going to get that job when you apply online. That's not every site that's kind of taking the average. But that said, I don't want you to then not apply because you never know what can happen and it can bring that inspiration. Because when you do ask people for help, when you're at that stage of moving on you know, to that next level or picking a different career, you want to make sure you're clear on how they can help you. It's one thing when you're just doing your research and you let them know, I'm just doing research, you wanna you know, bounce some ideas off you. But when you're actually going for the ask, can you introduce me to somebody in this field? You wanna make sure you're clear and you're making it easy for that person to help you. Yeah, great point. And I'd love to go into that a little bit, a little bit more because you don't wanna throw burden to that person either, right? That you're, you know, uh, I guess, underprepared or um, you know, a bit unsure about it and this person you know, risks the introduction, um, even when it's not something you want. You've got to be really confident uh, and true to that person you're asking as well, right? 
You do because they're putting their reputation on the line when they introduce you to someone. So they want to make sure that you're confident in what you're asking for and you know what you're asking for and you're not wasting that person's time. And this, this comes back to what you were saying earlier and in our previous episode around you know, having, having that goals and the vision and the strategy written down because that's going to help aid you. And I guess if that person you're asking, um, you know, in many ways, we might ask for more information just to help guide you further. Um, you're going to be able to reference that stuff that you've got you know, printed out, as you, as you said. Exactly. You want to make sure that you have thought about, you know, the vision, what brings you joy, what actually excites you, what, what do I actually want my life and work life to be, you know, then the why and then keeping up with your goal. So then you will be, like you said, prepared when you're speaking with someone, because often when we're speaking with someone around this scenario, we are going to be asking them for something for help or for an introduction. Let's talk about how to uh, handle this in, in two different situations because I, I would say urgency comes into it for some people. If you don't have a job right now uh, and maybe haven't had a job for a little while, th- there'd be a sense of urgency. I need to get this fixed and I need a job ASAP for some people versus, and we can talk about this second, uh, the person that's in their role, probably happy to be in that role for a little bit longer while they work it out. So so let's jump back. If, if someone's been made redundant or had lost their job, and is starting to get that urgency feeling. Any advice for that person? Yes. I mean, especially if you've had a good relationship with the company that you you were working for, asking HR, asking your manager if they're still there, asking colleagues, asking other people at the company. And it's hard. When you're made redundant, you're let go. It's like a punch to the gut, especially if you're not expecting it. I've been there a few times and I know exactly how it feels. You know, and it's tricky because a lot of the times our identity and our worth is tied into our career and our job and the money we're making. And when that happens, our confidence can dip. So I want to help people uh, to let them know that this is normal, feeling like this is normal, and you're not alone. But there's no shame in going back to the firm that you work for and asking people for help, for references, reference letters, connections, because chances are they've also been there before and people remember. Another thing, often when this happens to us, we assume that certain people, friends, colleagues that we have are going to help us and sometimes they don't, okay? And remember, don't take it personally. Often it's business and maybe they're just not good at it or their head is somewhere else. Just move on quickly to somebody else that can help you. That's a great insight. That's one that uh, I think you, you sort of, when you're thinking about it and if you've experienced that, you kind of glaze over it and you sort of think, oh, they just don't want to help me. But that's a very good point. Maybe they're not great at it. Maybe it's not their, their sweet spot or maybe they're busy with other stuff. I think that's really good. Um, and, and what about for that person that is, you know, um, I guess, content where they are, even though they've established and decided they want to make a move. Because uh, probably on the opposite of the urgency, some people get a little bit complacent and lazy of some sorts. I love the term, there's no time like the present. You know, what would you advise <laughs> that person if they've established they want to make a move, but are sort of sitting there twiddling their fingers about it? Okay. Well, usually when we make a move, it's because we're unhappy or uncomfortable. So it's tricky when you're kind of just feeling a little bit ho-hum about it. Um, You might be in a good position, but you know it's not for you. So 
what can I do after hours, after work to, you know, kind of solidify this? You know, can I, can I, can I, you know, practice some of this? Can I work on some of this um, to make sure it's the right fit? And I think tapping into your purpose, why you're going to make the move. So when I made the move from being a Reuters journalist to, you know, a television contributor and a, and a coach, career strategist, I thought about why. And I knew that my favorite part of the job as an anchor was when I'd be in the green room with somebody before the interview and I noticed that they were noticeably nervous, sweating, stuttering, or them just telling me I'm, I'm nervous about them. Giving them the tips and tools that I learned so many years ago when I was self-doubting was so rewarding and fulfilling. I knew I needed to leave and do this full time. So when you figure out your purpose, right? That is your driver. That's what's gonna move you forward. And that's why I urge people to get in touch with your purpose and your why. That will help move you. Because when you're feeling unmotivated, you think, well, why am I doing what I'm doing? And then I, I remember, oh, I love helping people. I love helping people and sharing with them the tools I wish I had years ago when I felt stuck. That's great and really helpful advice. And and I think, you know, finding that purpose is is I agree, it's so critical. And and once you've established that, even if it's a draft version at first, I think it starts opening your eyes to the, you know, multitude of different opportunities that exist to get there. Uh, it may be a first step to get there, or it may be a you know, a step sideways to get there. Wouldn't wouldn't you agree? Yes. Now that's another thing, and it's it's a really good question, the stepping sideways, okay? So we want to make sure that our ego is in check because as we climb the ladder, again, our, the role we're in, the money we're making is tied up with our identity. So um, when I talk about moving from journalism to coaching, you know, there was also, I had a career before journalism and that was in politics when I worked in politics in Toronto, Canada. And I decided to, you know, I actually was let go because my minister resigned, my party lost. So I was in that transition stage of I'm doing this, but I want to be doing this. And, you know, when I got into it, I was making good money and I was at a certain level that I work for. And then all of a sudden, when I started in TV, because I wanted to be on air, I was at the very bottom. So forget about going sideways. I was at the bottom and that's a real ego check. So you want to make sure, can I handle this? Is the drop-in salary, if, if that's what's going on, is that going to be a problem and hold me back and, and make me feel frustrated and angry? I knew that that was going to happen. It wasn't a great feeling, but I got through it. I worked through it. I worked hard. And then I made it on air, which was really the goal. That was the end goal for me was being on air in New York City. So you want to think about all of those steps and what could happen before you leap, especially if you have a position you're in where, you know, you're somewhat happy. Dr. Elizabeth, I think really practical, uh, great tips. I think there's some, for the listener right now, get down there, reestablish that the goals and the ideas that they've got on, on paper about what they want to go and achieve are right. Further that strategy uh, and get to that purpose, I think is great. We're going to talk about uh, some really important stuff in our next episode. 
We're going to look to um, kind of work out how you might want to deal with stress or anxiety or uncertainty at work, uh, which I think is, is a great step off point here. So really appreciate uh, your insight again on this episode and your advice on, on how to chase a job uh, in a different industry potentially or how to go and get a new job if you've uh, recently been made redundant. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hi there. If you'd like to get more advice on these or any other career strategy topics, you can connect with Elizabeth on her website, elizabethcarasa.com or connect with me via LinkedIn at dreamjobready. All the links are in the podcast description and I want to say a big thank you for listening to Dream Job Ready. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.